Hey friends, welcome to Finally Out With Friends. My name is Rai and my pronouns are he, him. And this is B, she, her. And together we hope to create a welcoming and safe space for anyone who needs to take a breath and finally be out with friends. Trigger warning. This episode deals with violence against queer people. If this is a topic you do not feel comfortable listening to or will upset you, take care of yourself and we'll catch you in the next one. Uh, This week we're going to talk about traveling while queer. Traveling can be great, but sometimes it can be harder when you're queer. And so this week we're going to talk about ways that maybe to make it safer and so you know what will happen when you go places. Um, It's important to know the laws when traveling abroad. Traveling in your own country where you don't know the laws as well in some countries. Honestly, in America, sometimes the laws are, you might want to know. Um, I haven't traveled since I first, since I started transitioning. Um, And know if I plan on traveling by plane, the TSA will be a bigger concern than it already was before. According to the 24th annual, the LGBTQ Tourism and Hospitality Survey is a public report produced by Community Marketing and Insights, or CMI. In 2019, queer Americans are also more than twice as likely to have a valid passport than non-LGBTQ plus Americans. Pre-pandemic, LGBTQ people in the U.S. traveled about seven trips per year and spent a whopping 63.1 billion yearly. That's like six to seven more trips than uh, I make a year. That is an insane amount of traveling, but I personally know somebody who likes to travel uh, in my family who is a part of the legitimate community. Hmm, I think I know that. (laughs) I think there's two of them. I think there's two of them as well. <laughs> the annual value uh, of spent on travel and tourism by queer people ex- exceeds $216 billion US dollars. Uh, a report researched by LGBT consulting specialist Out Now details spending by queer residents in the top 18 countries with the highest spending being the US, Brazil, Japan, Germany, and the UK. Um, in 2018, Brazil was the second with $26.8 billion and Japan spending $23.7 billion. That is insane to me. That's a lot of money, Justin. I mean, that's good because I'm sure a lot of economies like you know, need that type of spending, but dang. I know I would have expected like millions, Yeah, but millions just blows my mind. Being LGBTQ plus is different for everyone. Gender, race, and other intersecting identities depend on whether or not to come out. If a traveler is alone, whether a partner or with children, transgender travelers, could be outed at the first step of their trip by their passport with pre-transition photos or going through a body scanner. 
or every time they show an ID with a birth name is often more while traveling. I know uh, from experience, this can be very distressing. Um, when I first started my transition and I started like being able to pass, um, I would avoid buying alcohol before I changed my name and gender marker as not to out myself. And when I went to change my license in 2020, uh, you could only have like one or two people in the office at a time. So the lady would come to the door and then she would be like, ask your name and then be like this. That's why you're here, even though she literally has a list of why you're there. But anyways, to ask my name and I repeated it twice and she's like, are you sure? And I'm like, yeah. I'm sure <laughs> I'm like here. And then finally I'm like, I'm here to change my name. Uh-huh. And then, and then she stopped. Thankfully there was not like people around really. Right. So I don't think anyone heard. So I didn't feel like, like I wasn't safe. Like something could happen because some random person found out I was trans, but it was like very distressing. And I was like, Please don't give me one of the two older ladies that were working there, just because I feel like, I mean, obviously it was a generalization and not necessarily true, but I feel often the younger people are more accepting. Right. But obviously not always the case. And, but I mean, I got, I can't remember if it was the lady at the door or the other older lady, but, and then I, it wasn't that bad, but it still like made me dysphoric. So it's definitely something to be aware of, especially if you're traveling with someone who is trans. It would be good if they changed roles on how office personnel approach situations like that. That's for sure. <laughs> According to travel.state.gov, lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, queer, and intersex travelers can face unique challenges when traveling abroad. Laws and attitudes in some countries may affect safety and ease of travel. Legal protections vary from country to country. Many countries do not legally recognize same-sex marriages. Approximately 70 countries consider consensual same-sex relationships a crime sometimes carrying a severe punishment yeah and the punishment is like prison and sometimes death so i was gonna say didn't we look at the list where it said like there was at least two countries i recall that said like actual death if you were yeah. caught or something or like hard labor yeah or they fuck you up forever like holy fuck it's insane yeah yeah, I, yeah, so very important to make sure if you're going to one of those countries that you know that is a thing. So if you have to go there, make sure you know. I personally would not want to go somewhere that that was a thing. Yeah, I honestly feel like people who are a part of the Legitimate probably pay attention to those types of aspects when it comes to traveling whether they 
can safely be with their partner. At least I would hope that that would be something that is thought about and considered, which is why we're doing this episode anyways. Yes. Um, so they list some tips for staying safe abroad. Uh, remember you are subject to the laws of the country you visit things relating to sexual orientation, gender identity, expression, and sex characteristic may, may be illegal. Be cautious and watch out for entrapment. Some countries, the, the police or the government could monitor websites, mobile apps, or meeting places. Be wary. Um, some criminals target or try to extort queer travelers. Be aware areas outside of resorts or queer neighborhoods might be less accepting and less safe. They also have resources for living abroad with your foreign national spouse or partner, obtaining a U.S. visa for your foreign national spouse or fiancé, adopting children overseas, and registering the birth of your child born abroad as well as helpful links. Um, not really a power of this, but um, from the research I've done, there's only three countries that let Americans adopt, uh, like queer Americans adopt, um, Colombia, Brazil, and the Philippines. And I feel like one of them only let females adopt, but I can't remember which one, because it huh. didn't do a ton of research this time. But... Um, but the Philippines only lets individuals adopt and not couple, queer couples. Interesting. Um, the TSA.gov slash transgender, um, what's that? Dash. Dash. Okay, there we go. Dash passengers. Um, it states to make sure your name and date of birth indicate indicated on your government issued idea um match um i think it's weird though that they say the date as if that would change unless i guess it was wrong on your birth certificate or id and you just like that's fine but i mean obviously you should make sure those match but um once i put the wrong gender for someone on there. I was like, oh no. But I had to call like the airlines and change it and stuff. Um, yeah. You can contact the TSA at their helpline with questions about the screen process and you may request the assistance of passenger supported specialists who will provide assistance through the screening, screening process. While at the airport, at the checkpoint, present your government-issued ID and board pass to the TSA officer. If the name on your ID doesn't exactly match the name on your boarding pass, you may need to go to your airline ticket counter for a new boarding pass. TSA has updated its checkpoint procedures to remove gender considerations when validating a traveler's identification at security checkpoints. When travelers appear at the travel document checker podium for identity verification, gender information is no longer considered. That's good though. That is good. Especially and if if I had messed up now it wouldn't matter. But yeah, no, it is good 
especially especially because even people who are not trans you know just don't or people there are people who are non-binary and just you know it's just there's so many key points to where looking feminine or masculine it shouldn't be really relative yeah it shouldn't but we live in society i know and one step at a time and this is yeah yes um all baggages screened be sure to inform a tsa officer that you have medically necessary liquids or medications medical equipment and or prosthetics make sure you separate them from the belongings before the screening begins if your bag must be opened by an officer to resolve an alarm you have the right to ask that the bag be open and inspected in a private area oh i didn't know that that's good to know you will be screened by advanced imaging technology a walk-through metal detector and or a pat-down procedure the tsa's AIT unit utilize software that relies on gender specific algorithms and is generic physical outline of a human body that is identical for all passengers. Uh, so basically you go through the image uh, portal and the TSA hits a button, whether or not from how they see you, if they think you're male or female. So basically how you present or they perceive how you present, they'll hit one of the two buttons. Are, really? Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. And But That's that part hasn't been changed. No. The equipment then conducts a scan and indicates areas on the body warranting further screening if necessary. Um, the officer may show you on a screen where the alarm is, then they will do a pat down to see if you have prohibited items. They say they're working on implementing a gender neutral al- algorithm and are in the process of testing it. Oh, well, that's good news. I tell yes. you what, I am a burstier female and there hasn't been a time where I've gone through TSA that I have not had a pat down since I've had my chesticles. <laughs> there has not been a time, honestly, where I have not had the pat down. I know how uncomfortable it is. So I feel bad for anybody who has to go through it just because they presented a certain type of way. That's, I hope that they get that gender neutral thing going pretty quick. Anyways, in May, 2022, TSA updated its screening procedures to better serve transgender, non-binary, and gender non-conforming travelers with less evasive screening procedures for passengers who trigger the AIT scanner in a sensitive area. This change will reduce the number of pat-downs for TSOs and the traveling public without compromising security and will be in effect until the gender-neutral AIT screening technology is deployed interesting um that's good though that means less pat downs for people who either have the body part that the machine says they shouldn't have because the person hit the button yeah if they're like have a chest and they present as male like a trans man yes and then they're like 
And then I've seen where people have, whether they were trans or they were just masculine presenting. And this, I saw this guy went to do a pat down and then felt that this person had chesticles, as he said. <laughs> and they're like, oh no, I need a, a female officer. Yeah. Uh, it's such a thing. You know, I think that even though the pat downs have to occur, like I get that for the, the airline security and all that stuff. But I feel like if you're uncertain of the gender as the person doing the pat down, you could ask, are you okay with me or my partner? One male, one female. Are you okay with either of us doing this pat down? I think that could be a good, good, good thought on that yeah you may ask for a supervisor at any point pat downs are also performed if you opt out of screening tech screening by technology and are generally conducted by an officer that is the same gender as the ta officer's assessment of how you present you may choose to inform the officer of your gender identity and request the pat down be conducted by an officer of the same gender screening can be conducted in a checkpoint area or you may request to have a pat down in a private in private and be accompanied by a companion of your choice you can bring your carry-on baggage into the private screening area and request a chair uh, to sit if needed you will not be asked to remove or lift an article of clothing to reveal sensitive body parts. You may be asked to adjust loose-fitting clothing by TSA officer doing the pat-down procedure. I've actually had this done lots of times because I opted out of going through the scanner. And I've had to wait at a lot of times for female officers when that's how I presented. And yeah, I always had it like, I never went into a screening area, but they always asked before they did the pat down if I wanted to do it in the screening area. I'm like, no, I just want to get through this and get it over with. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I've had it done lots of times and yeah, not, I can understand why you don't like it either. I'm like, I've seen this shirt. I can't remember what it says, but it's like, I got to the second base with the TSA. Yeah. That's literally how I have felt, but I haven't traveled in a long time. Like, let's be real. I do not like to fly. I do not like to fly. So it's been several years since I've actually had to go on a plane to travel, but yeah, very uncomfortable experience. They didn't even buy me dinner first. Yeah, for real. I'm sorry. (laughs) Can can we at least exchange flowers or names? Like, hello. (laughs) Uh, I don't even know your name. I don't even know your name. Asherferguson.com spent over 400 hours of research reviewing all countries' individual law laws and gathering data from a variety of trusted information international sources so we don't have to. They created LGBTQ plus travel safety index, so that'll help us find the safest and least safest countries for those traveling abroad. Okay, so they have like 10 categories. Um, first is legalized same-sex marriage, and then they also put, like, there's, like, dots or whatever, and so they have, like, different ones in each thing, like, there's 
where it's legal or if it's a civil union or partnership or if they recognize foreign marriages. Um, and then there's worker protections. And then it says that they have protections for sexual orientation and gender identity or just um, sexual orientation or limited protections. Uh, and then the third is protections against discrimination, whether it's constitutional protections, uh, broad protections, or limited protections. The fourth is criminalization of violence. So it has hate crimes, incitement, or limited protections. Uh, the fifth is adoption recognition. So joint and second parent adoptions or second parent adoptions only. Uh, six is a good place to visit. Um, the percentage of people who answered possibly to the Gallup's poll question, is this area where you live a good place to live for gay and lesbian people? And then it has a percentage, so it goes from 76 to 100% or 51 to 75% or 26 to 50% or zero to 25%. So those are places I don't wanna go. But, um, and then seven is transgender legal identities. And then there's legal to change gender without sex reassignment surgery, legal to change gender, but requires sex reassignment surgery or illegal. The eighth one is trans murder rates. And then it's trans murder rapes per million from 2008 to 2021. And then the ninth is illegal same-sex relationships. So it's um, punishable range from jail time to the death penalty. And then 10, propaganda and morality laws, laws preventing the discussion of pro-LGBT issues. And then they were blocked out for no LGBTQ protections. And um says 203 countries they say that's all of them but i feel like it's always debated how many countries there are when i look them up so but this is most i'd say i don't actually know but i just feel like every time i've looked up how many countries there are it differs i will always lose that question on jeopardy because <laughs> I, I had no idea no clue uh yeah but yes I this one does on jeopardy it be debated what yeah but this one definitely says 203 yeah uh yeah so the brunei is 203 and it says the lgbt safety index is negative 200. um so the highest danger it gives it like uh letter grades and it gives it an f so Whoa. what I noticed too is it says trans murder rates is 0, 0.0 and I feel like that's just because they're not, they probably don't list them as yeah. trans, which yeah, it looks like several that's on these, the F category or yeah. Like and Brunei, it says in 2019, it passed a penalty code that made homosexual acts punishable by death by stoning. Stoning. Like who does that anymore? Fuck. 
What? Who does that anymore? Brunei, apparently. Clearly. That is horrifying. That is like an awful way to die. An absolutely horrible way to die. Yeah. And then the highest is Canada. They got an A, and their score is 383. That is listed as the most safe. They are number one on this list. Uh, Sweden is the second runner-up. I think that that's pretty cool with a score of 377. Yeah, these are all A's, and then it's the Netherlands with 373. And no surprise to anyone, the <laughs> United States did not get an A. Nope. They got a B plus. We got a B plus. Some states do not offer protections against discrimination or allow for a change of gender. Other states prohibit advocacy of homosexuality in schools. Florida. Looking at you, Florida. <laughs> Florida. So gay. No, call those bitches out. Like, come on. Yeah, I mean, and this is the part where, where we said, if you are traveling within your own country too, maybe there are parts of your country that just you know, you need to be aware of certain laws. Unfortunately, United States is one of those kinds of countries where you have to kind of understand what state you're going to and what to expect. Uh, yeah, the transgender murder rate says 1.1. I want to, let me see, who is the highest? Brazil at 8.3. Oh, damn. Yeah, it looks like it's Brazil. Oh, I lied. El Salvador with 9.3. Honduras has 11.8. God dang. Yeah. Oh, man. It's just tragic. I but just... honestly, a lot of these are zero. I. So it's probably higher. I'm sure it is. There's just, there's just no tracking of it. In, I mean, especially in countries where they murder gay people. Right. And I think that that's, that's definitely got to be the case. Yeah. So honestly, uh, I think it's probably much higher. They just, they don't see us as real people. So why would they track it? Which is so stupid to me. Like, I don't get it because I don't know. I'm sure I've said this before in other episodes, but it's like, why can't you just like let people do what they're going to do if it's not hurting you? It's not hurting you and it's not hurting other people sure as hell not going around murdering people just because you know they're different it's just gross it's crazy how many of these it's punishable by death man so i also want to point out that some of these scores besides being negative which the lowest negative is negative seven but then it comes out at zero for four of them and some of these countries, I don't even know how to say. <laughs> but they still get Fs, obviously, but still. There are a lot of Fs. There are a lot. Um, Goes F until one, uh, 131 is F. And 130 is a D minus. You know I can't math. So something else that I just noticed and I'm finding interesting is even some of these, like, higher-dangered countries 
still have laws. Let's see what this says again. Legal to change gender, but it requires a sex reassignment surgery, which is surprising um, that with them being Fs, like it's still yeah. like it's still acceptable to be trans, but you have to have a surgery. I'm not sure that means it's acceptable. I mean, but... they ha but doesn't that mean that they have laws like it for Kenya? Kenya, for one, says homosexual intercourse between males earns 14 years in prison. Homosexual acts between males earns five years in prison. But the transgender one on the code thing says that. It's legal to change gender, but it requires sex reassignment surgery. So does that mean that it's like, I don't want to say safe, obviously, because it's still a freaking F. Definitely not safe. It's yeah. an F, but Jamaica is another one that is in the same thing. Lebanon is another one that has that one that's in the F category. Pakistan has the one that says legal to change gender without sex reassignment surgery. However, they are also in the F category and it says homosexuality is punishable up to life in prison. I feel like this is kind of giving mixed signals. Is it just me? Like it's like we have laws, right? Isn't that what that means? They have laws to protect. They have some laws, but. Okay. So it's not 100%. Just because they have a law though, doesn't mean that it's not even harder you jump through than just having sex reassignment surgery and i'm guessing in in kenya it's not very easy to get sex reassignment surgery. oh probably not so it's like here's the hoop but it's the size of a quarter but jump through it so i don't know for sure but i'm guessing that's what it is hmm. um and it says society is very conservative in Kenya, and a large majority of people hold negative views for LGBTQ people. Hmm. So I would say probably even if you are trans, it would be hard to come out. One, you know, even if you can get the care you wanted, I don't know that I would want to come out in a place like that. Yeah, I mean, it, it's seems like it's difficult in countries where it's quote unquote more acceptable in some parts, but yeah, I don't know. It's still like crazy to me. Some of the laws. Looks like still. Australia is similar to the United States as far as criminalization of violence laws and transgender rights vary by state. So that's much like the United States. New Zealand comes up in 24 and says a law was passed making surgery not required for trans individuals effective June 15th, 2023. Hilarious. I was just about to say that. I was reading the exact same part. Shut the door. Ah. Yeah. And yeah, they, they have a that. 299 rating and an A minus. It's not bad. Yeah. I'd feel, I think, if, I mean, I can't say I'm not trans, but I would feel like that might be an okay place to go. Oh, did you say Switzerland? They no, just so. legalized, same, I was about to say last year, but nowadays the 2024, but <laughs> it says they 
by same-sex marriage in 2022. That's good. Looks like Chile also is a pretty okay place at 307 score, number 18 on the list, A-. minus. I have to keep scrolling up to look at the key, but... Or down. Oh, the 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 ones on the yeah I see. What you're mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I am probably the only one I would go to is Canada because I don't like planes either. Yeah, I wouldn't mind going to Canada. Also, double heckins well, to the planes. I am with that. way closer to Canada. You are you are closer to Canada than I am, but that's still not the point. Mm-hmm. You would probably need to uh, fly to Canada. <laughs> Maybe. It's a, it'd be a really, I mean, depending on where you're going, it'd be a really long drive. It could be. Or I'll just drive it so I don't have to fly because I'm that type of person. That's a very long drive, though. It is. But we'll make sure that we link this specific website link to this very specific traveling info thing um, below in our show notes. As well as the TSA one, Indeed. another government one that I can't think of right now. Indeed, we will. All right. Well, seems like a good place to stop. Indeed, it does. Thank you for listening to today's episode. We have a list of resources and hotlines for some of the topics we will touch upon in our podcast. If you have any you would like to share with us, ones that you have used yourself or even ones that you just have knowledge of, let us know so we can get it added to our blog post on finallyoutwithfriends.com. Also on our website, we also have a place for you to submit pets or people. Yes, please do that. Please, (laughs) please, please do that. We, We need you to do that. We would appreciate if you would subscribe and review our show on your preferred listening platform uh, to get the podcast out to more people. But as always, no pressure. Here at Finally Out with Friends, we see you as you are. We celebrate with you and we love you and travel safely. Take care of yourself, drink your water and take your meds. You take your meds. I forgot this morning. I know. Take your own advice, man. I know. Today's the first day in a long time. I've I forgot my meds, but I woke up really late. Take your oh, meds, yeah, everybody. Don't be like B. Take your meds. Yes, do that. <laughs>